Welcome to the Rise Podcast. I am Nuna Isi Ma. If you are new to the podcast, this is where we explore how to transform trauma into sovereign power, soulful purpose, and sacred pleasure, so that you can have the success and fulfillment in all your life circles and be the woman you are born to be. Hello and welcome to Rise. I am so honored to have my dear sister, my dear friend, Emmy Mutale. Emmy is an intuitive healer, energy medicine practitioner, and a shamanic womb priestess and teacher. She's dedicated to reawakening ancient feminine wisdom. She works with women all around the world with the intention of raising the frequency of our planet and fostering healing one womb at a time. Welcome, welcome, Emmy. Thank you so much, Nunaisi. It's such a blessing to be here with you. Oh, it's great to have you. And I know you're going to be diving uh, into a topic that is so resonating with the theme of this uh, summit, and that is the core feminine wounds. And before Mm -hmm. we dive into it, I would like to hear from you how did you ended ended up doing what you're doing what what is your backstory leading up to this moment wow how long do you have (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll keep it brief yeah i'm sure Um, it's an interesting long story i have no doubt Uh, but yeah let's keep it brief (laughs) absolutely yeah let me just start by saying that i have been ever since i was a little girl being drawn to the healing arts and drawn to indigenous societies and shamanic cultures and communities and started meditating at quite an early age as a teenager and started learning my first healing practices in my early 20s. However, (laughs) my life didn't just flow easily from there and Of course, it was a blessing to have these healing modalities in the background. But when I chose to start focusing on a career in development aid, predominantly working with women on women's rights and child rights in different parts of the world, um, I became very focused on my career and started taking on more and more bigger responsibilities and really just dedicated my life to advancing my career and climbing the career ladder and was very much focused on looking for external validation, looking for that recognition that came from doing my job well. At the same time, I had become a mother and I had two small children who at the time were both under the age of two. And you can imagine how my life was really pushing hard at work and, and, you know, dedicating myself to taking on more and more difficult tasks and more responsible roles, and then trying to be the perfect mama for these two little kids at home as well. And I just kept on ignoring the messages that my body was sending me. I kept on ignoring the growing fatigue and that sense of tiredness that was taking over me. Um, I was not sleeping through the night because my daughter was still breastfeeding. And I was literally getting very, very little me time during this time in my life. And it got to the point where 
I started to be completely burned out. And one day I found myself literally in a heap on the bathroom floor. I had just shouted at my babies. I had cursed at my husband. I had sent them out of the way. And I was literally looking for a permanent way out. And I truly believe that if I had stopped sleeping pills, for example, I wouldn't be here anymore. It was one of the lowest points in my life. And at the same time, as I was there on that bathroom floor, I felt somewhere deep inside some sort of a stirring, like, like a little seed or a spark that I couldn't quite interpret at the time. But somehow it was telling me that you are going to be okay. I had no idea how that was going to happen or when it was going to happen, but I knew from that point, intuitively knew from that point onwards, that I was going to be okay. And after that, I started finding myself back on the spiritual path again. I started finding my way back to meditation. I started finding my way back to different healing modalities. And once my own cup started to fill up and overflow, I started to then expand my practice and support other people, get through trauma, get through fears, um, and really change beliefs, strong rooted limiting beliefs about themselves and the world around them into empowering ones. And the, the five core feminine wounds is, is simply something that kind of came along the way after I'd been working with the healing arts for a few years and there was this urge within me to start producing or birthing or creating something that was my own. So the five core feminine wounds is, is really what I would call one of my signature programs through which I take women on journeys of healing and transformation that is very much steeped in the energies of the great mother, the divine feminine, and that takes you deep into the womb consciousness which is really the foundation of the work that I do nowadays, rooted into the power, the wisdom, and the knowing of our wombs, and knowing and understanding that our wombs are sacred portals into other dimensions and into our own power as well. Absolutely. First of all, I just want to say that I love your story. I'm sure so many of the audience can resonate with that uh, feeling of burnout. I think that as women growing up in patriarchal uh, culture, we have learned that we have to do, we have to, as you said, get that external validation, and that comes according to what we're doing, um, and that really on the expense of our feminine energy, which in essence is more being. So it's really about coming back and finding that balance, and I love how that was your breakthrough. Um, and then moving into your work with the womb, it's so essential and so vital. And I'm so happy that you bring it um, onto the summit. And I really want you to dive deeper into the core wounds and uh, talk um, into, into those wounds. The wound, the body wound, Okay, so, so you just got a, a little bit stuck. So if you can just start again. Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the five core feminine wounds, they include the mother wound, mm -hmm. the sister wound, the body wound, the menstruation wound, and finally the womb wound itself. Mm -hmm. And of course, these wounds are interconnected in many ways. And they also relate to 
life and soul experiences that we've had in the current lifetime that we are living through, often relating to early childhood trauma, whether that's from the age of zero to six or within the womb space, or even at the point of conception. And they also relate to baggage that we might have taken on through our own lineages. So ancestral wounding, as well as past life stuff that we might still be hanging on to, but also the collective experiences of women all around the world. You, you mentioned patriarchy earlier and the impact of patriarchy, the centuries of patriarchy that we've been living in and, and the systematic oppression of women throughout that time, sometimes in more subtle ways and sometimes in very explicit ways has left its imprint on all of us, both women and men, but of course, especially on women, because we've been the ones who have been at the front of the systematic suppression for so long. The mother wound, um, I'll talk just very briefly about the wounds um, themselves. So the mother wound is really on the one hand about our relationship with our own mothers. So depending on how our mothers were in that motherhood role and depending on how present they were for you or how emotionally capable they were able to be there for you to support you throughout your life, uh, whether your mother is still alive or not, it really focuses on that relationship and um, again, moving from trauma and moving from limiting beliefs that we might have taken on about ourselves because of the relationship we've had with our mothers and changing those into more empowering ones. It is also about our own experience of motherhood, very much within patriarchy. Whether we've chosen to have children or not, whether we've been able to have children or not. And if we have had children, have we maybe experienced challenging relationships with our own children? Have we been able to live up to the expectations we might have of motherhood based on what we've been programmed to think? And have we perhaps experienced the early loss of a child, whether that's once the child has been born or um, through miscarriage or even through abortion? And all of this leaves trauma, traumatic scars and imprints within our bodies, within ourselves. So we work with those. And also as of late, this work has also been progressing more into working with Mother Earth as our mother and how do we support the healing process and the ascension process of Mother Earth in the midst of our own personal processes as well. The sister wound again focuses on the relationships that women have amongst themselves. And we tend to live in a paradigm where women are used to pushing each other down again, either explicitly or very subtly, rather than supporting each other and lifting each other up. We tend to compare, we tend to criticize, we tend to um, judge each other quite a bit. And there is this notion that we view each other as threats rather than as support systems for each other. So with this wound, we are really working through a lot of ancestral stuff, a lot of past life stuff. If you think back to witch hunts, for example, the, the, that wounding is very strong in, in many, many of us as well. The body wound then uh, has to do with our relationship with our own bodies. Again, we live in a paradigm where we are expected to fit into a very narrow definition of beauty and attractiveness. And many of us spend 
thousands of dollars on cosmetics, on, on beauty products, on trying to shape our bodies into a certain way and really losing that deep, sacred, reverent connection with our temples because our bodies truly are our temples. We are energy beings in physical bodies. And so many of us are living in a almost like a vicious cycle where we are never happy with our bodies exactly the way they are and trying to be something that we are not. And on an even deeper level, it really is about the increasing control that the system, so to speak, has over our bodies. And if we look at, for example, the most natural and the most powerful processes in our lives, which is conception and childbirth, pregnancy and childbirth, that has become overly medicalized and overly observed over time. And again, we have been led to forget our own power. We've been led to forget that our bodies know our bodies know exactly what to do when we fall pregnant. Our bodies know exactly what to do when we go into labor. Our bodies know exactly what to do to nurture and nourish our babies. And this is not to say that medical intervention isn't sometimes necessary. Of course it is. Sometimes it is absolutely life-saving. But I'm referring to the fact that we have been led to think that our bodies are not as powerful as they are and that we don't. Our bodies don't intuitively and naturally know what is the best thing for us. And then the menstruation wound again, again looks at our relationship with our bleeds, with our monthly cycles. And for a lot of us, that cycle is, is not just something to be embarrassed or ashamed of, but also something that we consider a nuisance, if not even a curse. And again, we have forgotten how powerful our menstrual cycles are and how deeply these cycles connect us to the cycles of Mother Earth, to the cycles of the moon and other celestial bodies, and how much power our cycles contain when we learn to work with them in an organic and natural way. Not to mention the fact that our menstrual blood itself is incredibly healing and incredibly nurturing. And we've been, again, led to think that it is something to be ashamed of, something that needs to be hidden. And so it's all about empowering women to remember and reclaim that connection with our cycles and with our blood. And then finally, the womb wound, which is perhaps currently the least known one, but for me, perhaps the most powerful one. Our wombs, as I mentioned earlier, are really sacred cauldrons of divine wisdom and power. And through patriarchy, we have forgotten this power. And many of us are, even if we've had babies and been pregnant, we have forgotten or we've been disconnected from this power on many, many, many levels. And what I do when I support women to reconnect with that power and that wisdom in their wombs is really to help them to step into their sacred feminine power, to step into that knowing that, again, my body knows, my womb knows. And if I learn to work with my womb space in a sacred conscious way, just like the ancient ones did, then my life will start to open up and expand in ways that you might not even be able to imagine in the current moment.
Oh, Amy, I love what you just shared. Uh, you literally uh, took the words out of my mouth and you did it in such an eloquent way. I wrote about all these wounds in my book, Rice. So I completely, completely aligned with, with your message and what you say. Um, you know, we, we all, no matter where we are from the world, no matter where is our ancestors came from or, you know, which country we born, we all share these wounds because we all come in from the same culture that um, fested them, right? It's, it's, it's kind of a, you know, I, I always say that I dare, I dare to say that we all have the mother wound to some form, shape or uh, degree because our mothers, uh, even with the best of intentions, they still grew up in such an oppressing society that for their survival, they had to suppress themselves. They had to find dysfunctional coping mechanisms. They, they had to just kind of, you know, survive in, in that uh, uh, choking, choking reality they, they grew up in. And, um, you know, as a mother myself, and you are a mother, we, we know how challenging it is to raise children as it is because children are so powerful and truthful and you know they they know your weakness and your blind spots and they know how to push it so well and if we don't have the the inner power to to deal with those um spaces we just will we lose it right we can't cope with it and and i think that's been going on like that for so many generations Right. Absolutely. And, and our mothers and our grandmothers and great grandmothers would not have been exposed to the same support systems and the same kind of healing modalities, perhaps, that we are now exposed to and can ease quite easily find out about if we so wish to do. And so they, I, I would imagine that in a lot of our cases, our mothers might have felt quite alone, especially in the Western world. In, in Africa, it might still be a little bit different because you, in certain contexts, not always, but in certain contexts, you would still have a community surrounding you and provide, excuse me, providing you with support. Mm -hmm. But definitely, if I think back to my mother, she was very, very alone with me for the first weeks of my life. Even my dad wasn't around. He was away at work a lot of that time. And I, 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 from the way my mom talks about that time, of course, she was absolutely loving the experience of motherhood, but at the same time, facing a lot of the trauma that she had been brought, uh, that she had experienced as a child herself, and stuff that she had inherited from her own mother. And I can absolutely imagine that a lot of that was just simply soaked in by me as a tiny newborn baby. And a lot of my own personal healing work and a lot of my own growth process has been about changing those core wounds around worthiness, around being good enough and around not wanting to share my story because I didn't feel it was important enough. It wasn't worthy of, of being told. And, you know, it's taken years and years and years of personal growth processes and healing to get to a point where I can now say that I have stepped into my sacred feminine power confidently and, and able to share my story from a place where I know it will bring medicine to others as well. 
Oh, thank you. And it, it should well. Uh, and, you know, I also want to add here is that I also been through my healing journey for sure over 25 years now. And I feel that when I started and probably when you started, there was less resources available. You couldn't just yeah. hop onto the internet and search. And uh, we were a little bit more in ignorance and um, uh, now with all that is available and with summits like that and with amazing experts around the world, I think that the journey could possibly not take that long or can happen in a quantum leaps um, and, and really quickly and, you know, the time is more ripe and I think the, um, the collective um, you know, uh, like the, the hundred monkeys effect. So the collective uh, energy has already made it so much easier for the rest of us to, to, to really break through those, uh, as you said, limiting beliefs and, um, and those wiring of uh, dysfunctional um, behave, behaviors and the uh, pain and wounds that we carry from our lineage and really be able to shift it in quite fast manner, right? Do you Absolutely. agree? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. What I'm also noticing now with the, with the awakening that's taking place on our planet and the incredible powerful energies that we have around us, healing can absolutely happen so very quickly as well. Of course, it depends on your unique life and soul circumstances and what your soul is ready to heal. So you might find that with certain wounding, you might need a little bit longer to process it and to heal it, but you can absolutely heal so much more quickly nowadays and exponentially quickly in some cases as well. Yeah, so that's great news, right? Because um, we're talking about a, a subject that may, of course, create some fear or some uh, rejection or some emotional, uh, you know, kind of baggage around it. And I just want to throw in some light and say that it can really happen so quicker. And, um, and also... Um, you know, people that fear going into the muck of the pain sometimes. Um, I just want to bring some good news into that and say that it is much more difficult and much more painful to stay stuck with um, mm -hmm. unresolved pain and unresolved wounds because you can't just ignore it you can't just throw it away it lives in the cells of your body and if you don't resolve it it's a resident in your being and it takes a lot of your own vital energy to keep it there at bay and on the other hand if you willingly come to to the you know to 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 the front and and willing to walk this path of healing you can transform it so quickly and find the energy that is beneath that. And it always under the pain and under the, the, the sorrow, the grief, the sadness, there is always the exact opposite energy of bliss and ecstasy and joy and love right mm, absolutely i mean our wounds contain the greatest gifts as well and they really are portals into healing and and you expressed it so beautifully and i just wanted to add that 
our bodies indeed hold the score. And if we don't do that healing work for our others, not only do we stay in that stagnant energy ourselves, but we can also then pass it on to our children. And for me, that is an even bigger motivation in, in many ways to, to do this work, to make sure that my daughter and my son don't have to stay in this stagnant energy and are able to really soar in their lives, holding on to empowering beliefs about themselves and the world around them as well. Absolutely. I'm so with you on that one. That was also my uh, fuel, my, my uh, drive, my fire to, to do the healing work. And, um, and it is so when, when we decide to heal, not only that we heal ourselves, and of course, the result is peace and, and joy and, and even success and fulfillment, but we also heal back generations and we heal forward generations. And that's the bigger gift, right? Mm, yes, for sure. And some of the biggest blessings that I have seen in, in the healing and transformation work that I do with my clients is indeed the gen generational healing, going backwards in time, working with ancestral stuff. And it, it is just such a blessing to, to be able to witness that healing that might take place with our great, 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 great grandparents and to be able to hold space for that and to witness the, 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 the lightness and that sense of expansion and that radiance that returns to a person who goes through a healing process is, is just an absolute honor. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, exactly. And I want to share a quick story here. Uh, it just feels a... Um, aligned is that I was doing a, a plant medicine uh, ayahuasca journey and uh, in the journey my grandmother came to me and she literally it was a full moon night and I stood under this tree and I could see the moon through the branches of the tree and her face just came down from the moon and she said thank you thank you for doing this work and uh, in the morning when I was still basking in the afterglow of an amazing ceremony, I have learned that that was the night she passed away. So wow. she came to visit me on her departure, on her way out and saying thank you. So I'm just saying mm -hmm. that and my whole body goes into sure, energy waves because it was so, yeah. so, so powerful. Um, but it was such an, an, an affirmation and yeah, I mean, we we are what we do here is so appreciated by the people that have left us here. So I just wanted to throw that in. Mm, what a beautiful experience. I was also covered in goosebumps as you were talking about that. And I've, I've had similar experiences myself. And one that really comes to mind right now is working with an ancestor whom I had no idea about before but she had had her womb removed forcibly from her because she was deemed to be hysterical and therefore they performed a full hysterectomy on her and when I connected with her in this healing session the the, the sense of void and the sense of just emptiness that I felt within her body was incredibly powerful and incredibly stagnant but at the same time over and to be able to hold space for her 
as she reconnected with the energy of her womb space and learned to work with the energy, not with the physical organ anymore, but with the energy of her womb space and fill that void with the most beautiful light and with incredible love was, was amazing. Yeah, what a beautiful story. Hmm. And so I want to ask you what, what is your um, recommended way to, to really shift through those wounds? Is there any particular advice or something that you can leave the audience with um, to move forward? Mm, absolutely. Well, I'm, I've been very blessed on my own path to learn various healing modalities, both ancient ways and then more modern ways. And what I tend to do in my own healing work is, is intuitively weave these together. So I would bring in shamanic processes and deep meditative uh, journeys, uh, breath work, um, and then also more modern stuff like, for example, EFT or tapping and matrix re-imprinting. And I have found these modalities to be incredibly powerful in working with the body because that's where the trauma is stored within ourselves. And these methods really help you to go deep within the subconscious very quickly and to work with the emotions that arise and to work with the memories, whether it's from this lifetime or from a past life or something from the generational um, baggage that we might be carrying. And as I said earlier, the beautiful thing about this healing work is that it can happen very, very quickly nowadays. So literally within a session or a couple of sessions, you can go very deep and you can access memories and, and timelines that you might not even have been aware of and go back to those memories and work with those younger versions of ourselves or those past life versions of ourselves and, and really do that healing at that point at a deep, deep cellular level. And, and really just to echo what you said earlier, Nuna, you see that healing is always possible and you are never ever too old to do this kind of work. And once you gather up the courage to look into the shadows and to dive deep, you absolutely will be able to rise high and heal that trauma that might have been stuck within you and within your generations for for hundreds of years in some cases sometimes even more so there's always light at the end of the tunnel and often it really helps to work with a trained facilitator because then you can go deep and you know that somebody is holding sacred space for your healing and you can literally just go into the process and surrender to the knowing that you are doing this healing again, not just for yourself, for those who came before you and those who are coming after you. Beautiful. And I know that you have a, a process to lead us through. So that would be amazing to experience it uh, right here and right now. So if you're ready, then take it away. Absolutely. Thank you. So what I'm going to take you through is a meditation that will connect you to your own womb space, 
to the womb of Mother Earth and to the womb that I call the great cosmic womb, the primordial black hole. And if you no longer have a physical womb space, you can absolutely still do this. You can connect with the energy that will never, ever leave your body. And if you are a man who's watching this, you can also connect to what we call the lower tantien or the lower part of your belly, where the energies, the womb-like energies also reside for you. Okay. So if it feels safe and good for you to do so, I invite you to close your eyes. And just take a couple of deep, deep breaths, breathing in through the nose and breathing out through the mouth. And you're welcome to let out a big, big sigh every time you breathe out. And really allow this sacred breath, this inhalation and exhalation to bring you to a deeper state of relaxation to bring you more fully to the present moment and to guide you deeper inwards. <sighs> and as you are breathing, I invite you to connect with your warm space. You might see your womb if you're visual. You might just feel their energy. And you might even want to place your hands over your lower belly and allow the warmth from your palms to really send this energy into your womb space as well. And for a moment, just tune into the energies inside your warm space. How are these energies feeling today? And you might want to smile at your womb space, send her some gratitude, and simply honor her presence inside your body. And as you focus on your womb, keep breathing in and out of your womb for a few breaths, strengthening that connection, tuning more deeply into the energies. And as you're breathing in, you might even imagine that you're breathing in beautiful white light, clearing, cleansing white light. And as you breathe out, you are breathing out that which no longer serves. And as you're breathing, imagine that deep inside your womb space, there is a seed that with each breath that you take is starting to grow expand it's starting to grow roots and these roots are expanding and growing stronger 
and they start to expand beyond your womb space, beyond your body, downwards into Mother Earth. And feel how these roots from this seed inside your womb space are growing deeper and deeper into Mother Earth, burrowing deeper and deeper into her soil, passing by roots of trees, and growing stronger and longer, moving deeper all the way to the very core of Mother Earth. And at this very core, within the womb of Gaia, there is a beautiful quartz crystal radiating this beautiful healing light. And as the roots from this seed inside your womb space, wrap around this crystal. With every breath you take, you start to draw in this healing, nourishing energy from the womb of Gaia. With each inhalation, imagine and feel how this energy from the womb of Gaia is moving up through the roots into your own womb space and feel these energies circulating inside your womb, swirling around, clearing and cleansing. Releasing any trauma that there may be around unhealthy sexual relationships, any sexual abuse, any cellular memories or wounding around pregnancies that did not go the way you wanted. Any miscarriages or abortions, any wounding around that, just let it go. Any generational wounding from your maternal lineage, any memories related to childbirth, whether it's your own or your, that of your children. Allow all of this to be healed and cleansed through these energies from the womb of Gaia. Any illnesses or diseases related to the womb, just feel this healing energy surround them, envelop them. And any stagnant energy around creativity and creation, feel this nurturing and nourishing energy from the womb of Gaia. Release that stagnancy and fill your womb with this beautiful energy of creativity expansion, lightness. Hmm. And as you keep breathing deeply in and out, you notice how the seed starts to germinate and this beautiful green shoot starts to form. And as you're breathing in, 
and nourished by the energies from the womb of Gaia. This little shoot starts to grow exponentially quickly, reaching up, up, moving through your body, moving beyond your body upwards into the skies, into space, past stars, Milky Ways, galaxies, all the way up to the great cosmic womb, the primordial black hole, the birther of all that is. And feel this shoot, this green shoot from your womb, reach all the way up to the great cosmic womb. And as you breathe in, you start to breathe in this beautiful, expansive energy. This energy of ultimate creation, this energy of love, this energy of compassion. Keep breathing, allowing every in-breath fill your womb space with more of this benevolent energy from the great cosmic womb. And feel how your warm space continues to be cleared and cleansed and healed through these powerful energies from the womb of Gaia and from the great cosmic womb. Keep breathing, keep allowing, keep releasing and healing. And I invite you to take a really deep breath, breathing in through the nose and breathing out with the biggest sigh. And just for a moment longer, breathe in and out of your warm space, basking in these energies allowing the healing. And then I invite you to send gratitude to the womb of Gaia and to the great cosmic womb. knowing that you can connect with these powerful energies, these powerful cauldrons of healing anytime you like. And send some gratitude to your own warm space as well. And when you feel ready and there's absolutely no rush, you can slowly start to bring your awareness back to the rest of your body. Perhaps wiggle your fingers and your toes. Allow your body to sway or stretch. And when you are ready, 
you're welcome to open your eyes. Welcome back. Oh, thank you, Amy. That was so beautiful and so powerful. I went so very deep. Thank mm, you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, so this is one example of the type of guided meditations I do, especially when I work with the warm space. And then add on to that the tapping and the matrix re-imprinting and more shamanic journey and really support women to reclaim this connection with their wombs and the power and wisdom of their wombs. Right, because this is really where our sovereign power lines, right? Yes, yes, that is so beautifully put. That is exactly what it's all about. Mm. Yes. Because our womb, not only that it brings new life, which on its own is just magic. Um, That's right. You know, but any other creation as well, anything we want to birth into the world, the power originates from that space, from that nothingness void of our sacred womb. Absolutely. That is so true. Yes. And the more, again, we learn to surrender and trust in that void, in that nothingness, in that space of not doing but being, and really connecting with that with that warm space, the more the intuitive knowing will start to take over and the more we will be able to connect with the ancient feminine wisdom that lives in all of us. And the more we do this kind of work, the more we also learn to love ourselves exactly the way we are. Exactly, because we are so much more than, you know, the, the shape of our nose or the size of our hips or the haircut or the hair color. We are so much more than that. And we are walking, living, divine beings wrapped in human body that is beyond miraculous, that is beyond, you know, anything that can be even put into words. And the, the reverence to this temple as you said you know this is what we have to bring back because we mm -hmm. have been so conditioned to to dilute our body simply to how it looks and and again fitted into that narrow um, definition of beauty which is so false and so um you know it's it's so plastic and so not right and um yeah i i've been a victim of it myself growing up you know from um anorexia to hating myself to having so many insecurities you know i wouldn't go out without full face of makeup i thought that i'm only beautiful when i wear makeup and all sorts of mind games that were just put me, you know, into misery. And um, um, yeah, this is something that I am trying to pass on to my daughters. And, um, you know, that, that our body is so much more than that. 
Mm, absolutely. And I so resonate with what you shared there. I mean, I also went through my own journey with eating disorders, anorexia, and, and most of my life, well, not anymore, but a large chunk of my life, I, I really hated myself, hated my body. And so much of what I did and didn't do revolved around body image. Mm -hmm. And you know, to, to be able to step out of that paradigm that, again, is part of the patriarchal systematic oppression of women and, and making us feel like we are less than unless we look a certain way or fit a certain mold, which is such a toxic conditioning, such a toxic culture to, to live in. And to be able to step out of that and, and really get to that point where you are loving yourself and accepting yourself it's it's really quite a miracle, quite a radical act in the society, in the context that we live in. In fact, it's it's the rebellious act to learn to love yourself exactly the way you are and really nourish and nurture your body at a deep level for exactly the way she is and for everything she does for you every single day. Exactly. And I almost feel uh, obligated to add because I am certainly through that at the moment is a graceful aging, which yeah. is really, um, you know, uh, I mean, I, I have to admit that I was, you know, scared from, from that aging because it took me so many years to feel beautiful. I didn't feel that for the majority of my life. And I think that as I really started to feel it from within authentically and, and really uh, with my whole body, mind and soul, then <laughs> the journey started kind of taking me into, you know, the aging process, which um, is not very glamorous, but at the same time, it is such a privilege that not everyone gets to experience. And um, I'm really uh, making peace with that. I'm, I'm through the process. I can't say I'm over it. Uh, but as I go through that process, I mean, I'm, you know, over my mid 40s and, um, and clearly see, you know, the lines and the white hair that's coming up. And, you know, some body parts are not the way they look in my 20s. And really loving myself through that. And, um, and I do. I, I love myself today more than I ever, ever had uh, before. And uh, I just want to pass that message because it feels very, very necessary also. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for adding that as, as well. And there's so much pressure in our society to continue to look young and continue to keep your body in a certain shape again and not show the gray hairs and start injecting all kinds of stuff into your face to look younger and again to be able to flow with that and and to accept the marks of aging that's come to all of us is is an act of rebellion again it's a it's it really is a radical act and and what i'm really really happy about is that we are seeing more and more role models in the social media and elsewhere who are embracing that aging process, who are letting their hair grow gray, who are really celebrating the wrinkles and the lines as, as what would you say, as a sacred marks of, of growing and maturing and, and 
stepping into our crone face, that wise old crone who carries so much power and so much wisdom and who's got so much to give to the people around her and to the world at large as well. So really learning to celebrate that. And I'm so glad that you brought that up. Absolutely celebrating the crown and really giving her the, the throne that she deserves because yeah. the, the, the crown is the, 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 the most profound wisdom that our society is missing at the moment. That's how I feel. We yeah. kind of threw all the, the, the old people as, uh, you know, not a vital, uh, you know, parts of society and, and they kind of, you know, we throw them into old age homes and, um, and it's really sad because, you know, these are the, the people that really, if they conscious for sure, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking just about any, um, you know, mature woman, I'm talking about women that have been doing the work and have mm -hmm. been cultivating those gifts of this age, and um, I think that those gifts are really treasures and jewels. And, you know, it, this is really what, what our society needs to, to elevate ourselves to the next level. Mm -hmm. Couldn't agree with you more. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and really revering the elderly mm. and listening to their stories and learning from them and spending a lot more time in that presence because we so often tend to think that once a person reaches a certain age they lose their value in society they are no longer productive mm -hmm. and they're no longer part of the machine that keeps everything going or so they make us believe and to be able to tap into that wisdom and that amazing energy that accumulates within us as we age is is a blessing and something that I also personally am not doing enough of. So how do I generate more time in my life and more presence in my life for the elderly, for from my own lineage, but also because I don't live in the country where I was born and where my relatives live. How do I, how do I connect with the elderly in this country in a more conscious way? and in a way that really allows them to feel heard and witnessed and respected and revered at the same time as well. Thank you. Yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful uh, way to end this uh, delightful conversation. I utterly enjoyed it. And um, I know that you have a gift that you offer our audience. Maybe you want to talk about that. Yes, absolutely. And it's amazing how it's just flowing perfectly into what we were just talking about. <laughs> it is a transmission that I received a couple of years ago from the wise old crone. <laughs> and it is called You Are a Miracle. So it really is about reminding us of our inherent power and our inherent miraculousness if that is a word. <laughs> but yes, that's that's what it is. <laughs> Amy, I just want to say that I did not know that. I did not know that. So I did not maneuver the conversation in, in such a perfect uh, alliance. It just happened. <laughs> well, we are deeply connected right now. So it's just flowing. 
<laughs> so here we go. That's uh, that's what Emmy offers you. It sounds amazing. So please go ahead and uh, register and get that transmission. And um, if people want to work with you or find you, what's the best way? Well, my website is feminineriviered.com. And I have a lot of information about my programs there. And I also host my podcast there, Sacred Feminine Power Podcast. And, and there's um, also a way to connect with me there, either just by emailing me or by booking what I call a sacred energy activation, which is a beautiful 30 to 40 minute session where I activate the energy of the great mother and really open up the channel to her. And then where we also talk about what is it what it is that you are truly dreaming of what, where where it is that you would like to see yourself in the future what might be blocking you from getting there at the moment and if it all feels aligned providing some recommendations and tips on how to move forward from where you are at the moment beautiful thank you so much emmy for being here i really appreciate you and all that you do and your wisdom and your beauty and keep shining and keep uh, making the world a better place. Oh, thank you so much, Naisi. And straight back at you. <laughs> All of that straight back at you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. And uh, ciao for now. Ciao for now. Thank you.